0: The Just Saying podcast is proud to have Our Riveter as our sponsor. Our Riveter doesn't hire military spouses to make handbags. They make handbags to hire military spouses. To shop these bags on a mission, please visit OurRiveter.com. Use code BRIEF at checkout for 15% off all signature collection items. Welcome to the podcast Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, I'm your host. Today we're going to talk about how to provide a compelling overview for a project or a program. And the risk is, if you're in a leadership position and you can't frame the point of the project or the program, you have some serious problems waiting for you. If you're new to this podcast, I'm really happy that you're here. If you've been here before, I'm super excited that you're back. As you know, the point of this podcast is to help you become an intentional communicator, consistently clear and concise, leverage the point, the, the, the time of preparation, some quiet time to get ready, to get your message ready, to get yourself squared away. People are running around, and in, in they're in a frantic mode, and they can't frame things. They can't explain things. It's just they throw words at things, and they run past it, and it's a mess. As you may know, I've written a book called Brief point of that book is to be clear and concise, brevity, clarity, and then also a book called Noise. The point of that book is managing all the distractions and disruptions and things that compete for your attention in a million different ways throughout the day. The book Brief has created, inspired an entire curriculum of courses that are based on the book, brief courses We brief writing and brief fundamentals and brief 101 and Intro to Brief and different brief courses, brief meeting facilitation. The book Noise has inspired a new companion program called Quiet Works, which is, those are just programs that have just started. Really excited about those because that, they're around the the value of silence in a very noisy world and where quiet belongs at work and how it's absent from work. And people don't spend time in quiet because it's a lot more fun to talk and collaborate than it is to concentrate and i believe firmly that collaboration can coexist with quiet and i'm going to set out to prove that it can and also the correlation between quiet preparation and effective communication if you gave yourself some time to think about things and then started talking about them imagine the possibilities how cool that would be and today we're going to talk about your Imagine you're now assuming the role as a leader of a project. Let's say the project is going to last for a month. Or maybe it's a program, and it's a multi-year program, and it's got you know, different thresholds and milestones and deadlines and budget considerations and budget renewals, and it's got to go to the highest levels of an organization for approval. and you know, Whatever it is, either if it's a simple project or a, or a, a big program, How do you provide a compelling overview? Well, that might need to be done at the beginning of it. Certainly throughout it, in the absence of providing those overviews, what risks do you run? Maybe you don't gain support from the beginning, or it's a weak support at best. Um, Maybe the risk is you lose endorsement midstream. You're doing this project and... For a lot of our military and government cl- clients they, they change leadership out every few years and you know you're going between you know it was approved with one leader and then that person moved on and then you got the second leader same thing happens in, in corporations you're working in in a project and you get a new ceo and uh, he or she doesn't like that program or doesn't or wants to go in a different direction how do you not lose the endorsement that you gained prior or you know, heaven forbid, what if there are budget cuts? Tightenings of the belt, going into a recession, or money needs to be f- siphoned in a different place. How do you defend the relevance or the um, the value of the project that you're working on amidst the threat of a budget cut? What would happen if your team members are changing and they're misaligned? Not everybody's on the same page. You, f- you start to see that... Uh, People are confused. They don't know what the point is or the direction you're headed and what their role is. We talked about this in last week's podcast, defining your role. What if people are confused about their role and they don't know where they fit in? What if you're onboarding new people, new staff? Um, the risks that you run if there's a delay. Your lack of clarity creates delays, misalignment, um, budget threats. Maybe it's because you can't explain it. The, the, the risk is... The project fails. The program fails. This is a role that many of us will step into. Some of us were already in those roles, and it's not going to go. We're always going to be leading programs and projects, portfolios of initiatives that we're responsible for, and we have to be able to explain them, frame them in ways that are consistently easy to understand. And that's what we're going to talk about today is how to do that. You know, in thinking about this episode, and a lot of the episodes come from just talking to people in our courses and in my network about what are important moments for you to be prepared for. You know, We've talked about meetings and how to write an email and how to develop a strategy that's easy to understand and how to manage a tough conversation, all these moments where you need to be clear, on point. Um, I think of a story of a client... That happened to me. We've, we've, I've many of these stories, but this is one in particular was very telling. I'm not going to reveal the client, but I can tell you that it was uh, – I got a phone call, and there was a board of directors meeting that was called. It was a publicly traded company, and it was in an industry that was very cyclical. And the the call to all the senior leadership team was to pre- – they had to be presenting at the board with their budgets, and the, and the, the board was going to recommend some very severe cuts – some spending cuts and everybody had to make a case for their current budget and you know what would be cutting too deep and I got a call from the head of technology the chief technology officer of this company and he had asked me if I could come sit down with him and and we'd known each other and he knew that I wrote brief and he we I had an agency at the time so we were doing a lot of support with this company and he called me in and he's like, hey, I need you to help me develop a one-pager that I could use as the basis to to present to the board. So I sat down with this guy and, you know, we spent a few hours talking, you know, in private about when he was hired and why he was hired and what he was doing and what changes he was trying to affect to the company. And through, a, through a, just me just asking a lot of questions, I was able to develop a summary of... And in essence, a multi-year program that he was really charged to lead. And we went down into the, into the weeds of, okay, well, if you didn't do it, it's one of the questions I ask people a lot is, okay, if you weren't doing it, what bad thing would happen? And it was, a, it was a complete revamp of the technology of his company. So it was like removing all the current infrastructure, sort of geek for all the hardware and software that the company ran on, which was really, really old think back to like the way he described it is it some of the systems were sold so that they certainly didn't talk to other systems but they couldn't even find software programmers to, to maintain the code because it was sold so that the programmers were no programmers that did it weren't alive anymore you couldn't find any of them it was like made back in the day early advents of like mainframe computers so he stitched this whole story together and it was a multi-phase program and he was finishing phase one and spent millions doing that entering phase two and and then he asked me if i could to go see his peers you know the chief marketing officer and the chief human resource officer and the chief financial officer and so so on and so forth before the board meeting he he, ma- he wanted to make sure that they were his peers weren't hearing it for the first time um and we ran it by him so i actually was in the the meeting so i, I went and met with it was just like the three of us him and And like the first meeting, I'll never forget, was with the chief financial officer. It was the money person. And he was running through his one pager. And uh, I'll never forget it. So he's like on phase one, phase one of this program. And we spent $10 million. Let's say it was $10 million. It was a a big, big number. And the chief financial officer stopped him and said, um, and the CEO's name was Jim, he says, yeah, I don't think Jim is, knows what he's gotten for his money. And he just had this pause that was really uncomfortable. So the chief financial officer who spent the money, who was in charge of managing the money, managing the budgets, You know, was saying that the head of technology was spending that, mu- that amount of money and their boss didn't see the value. And that's, that story struck me in a couple ways. Number one is because it had a happy ending, I was able to help him prepare so that he didn't get anything cut from his budget. And more on that in a second. But it also told me a very, very important um, proof, like it showed me a lesson, which I'll never forget, which is don't, can, don't think that just because somebody gave you the okay to start something that they don't forget what you're doing and why it's valuable. It's your job to not only get support but to keep it. And he didn't do that. He was so busy doing the work that he assumed that everybody above him knew what he was doing, and the answer was they didn't. They didn't have a clue, really. Um, and the way this, the ha- sort of the happy ending, ha- I, I, I take a bit of credit here because I was help, able to help him do this, but we got him to describe this program with an analogy that was almost like doing a heart transplant for the company. You're taking all this technology infrastructure out. You're replacing it. And I told him, I said, you know what? One way of describing this to the board is you don't stop the heart transplant in the middle of the surgery because the patient will die. And, I mean, you can if you want, but, I mean, know that the risk is that the company is not going to be able to operate if you do it. You can't stop. So he did that, and he was able to maintain everything. He didn't lose a dime, which you know, obviously, he was called me back, and he was pretty elated. Um, his peers didn't fare as well. So why are we talking about this? You're, there are serious risks if you can't frame the point of your project or the point of your program, whether it's a four month, a four week, or four months or four years. Doesn't matter to me you might lose support you might lose endorsement you might have people that are not on the same page they can't execute they don't know what they're doing they don't know the roles you you can create delays 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 i've seen programs that are supposed to last a year last 10 because people undervalue how important it is to remind people of the big picture point of what are we trying to do so here's what i would recommend you do if you're in this role very very just kind of Four quick steps. Number one, you got to be able to explain in 10 words or less, what is the goal of the project? What are you trying to get done? Not the goals. What is the big picture goal of the program? Number two, why is it needed? Again, another short sentence. This is what we're trying to accomplish, but this is why we need to do it and why we need to do it now. Number three, How are you going to approach, achieve, or attack it? What's your plan? In this case, with this technology officer, it was a three-phase plan. Each one of those phases had deliverables and outcomes, goals. It was kind of some mini-goals that all connected to a bigger goal. And then finally, how do you define success for the audiences that you serve? What's the payoff? What's in it for them? So going back to this guy, it was multi-level. It was certainly going to have an impact on the investors, the shareholders, you know, to keep the stock price high, not plummeting. But it was a benefit for the employees, for the suppliers. I mean, in this particular company, because they were a manufacturer, they couldn't, they didn't even know what where they had inventory, because these systems didn't talk to each other. So they would say that we'd inventory in a particular warehouse, and people would go into the warehouse and find that there's nothing there. And they would charge, you know, five prices for the same product in, you know, in the same market even. So it was, it was kind of a chaotic way they even did pricing, right? So the success for those, for the sales force was like, I know how to quote it, what the price is, and if we have it or not. <laughs> and they couldn't even say that. So just kind of looking at this executive summaries, that's how I would explain it if I were him, and that's how I helped them do it. Kind of let's revisit it again. It's It's this... Number one is what is the core objective of the program? Stated simply and clearly. Why, are we, why is it necessary? Why is it relevant? Why is it needed? Three is how are we going to attack it? If it's a project, there's a way forward to, 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 to take the thing from concept to reality. And then finally, what does success look like? When you can stitch those and answer those questions in that order, What happens to new team members? They know what their role is. What happens to the person endorsing it? They know what their benefit is, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how you provide a compelling project and program overview. And I want you to please remember, this is important, that if you're the leader of a program or a project, no matter how large or small it might be, your most important role is to explain the point of it all. Just saying.